Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fish and Friends podcast. This is episode 8. Uh, we did have to miss last week. I uh, caught COVID-19. So that's what put us down. Tonight, I will be with my friends David, Josh, and Ken. And the podcast is live now. It's only in my pocket. That's right. Only in my pocket. What? Like my penis. Mm-hmm. Sweet mother of God. Or, or just being broke. Oh, being broke? My pocket's empty. Mm. Other than my penis. What the fuck? Why is your penis empty? It's not. It's in my pocket. Oh, okay. Why? <laughs> it's where it goes. Sometimes you gotta like, slip it in, you know? You know, it's no, it's like, why is this the side. first conversation that fucking comes up as soon as I say, hey, everybody, the podcast is going. Oh, is the podcast going? We're here. <laughs> yes, we are recording right now. Jesus Christ. Hey, everybody, this is the penis Guys, in the pocket should, podcast. It should be live. Oh, talking about penises? Penis in the pocket podcast. Him, I'm fast. some COVID. I don't think that's what you should name your podcast if that's the name of your official podcast. You should change the name. To Penis in the Pocket? Yeah. Penis in the Pocket. Imagine having a wallet for your penis. Imagine having your wallet what would on your purpose? penis. Okay, that I can see. Because that could oh be Oh my god, like, this is already like, you know going down in a hail of phones. It's like a phone wallet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah well, you know when women put like money wallet. in their bras, we could have a wallet for yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's just added. That, that's just get. That just means we got to spend more money. No, <laughs> no, it's useless. No, but think of, but think of if you go to a dangerous country, you don't have to worry about being robbed. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to take your drawers. They'll take your sneakers. Robbed of your penis? Your what is this conversation? No, I'm saying they won't rob this your pants. Nobody wants yeah. your undies. You know, so you have the the pocket penis wallet. They might leave franchise you. this. Wait, wait a minute. They might take everything but your undies. So you'll be safe. Last right. What is happening? Josh understands. What is he understands? <laughs> Listen, man. This would be a big selling point. That's what I'm saying. In, in South America. Big selling point for tourism in South America. Right now, I'm just South trying to America. decide if I'm keeping this in when I go to edit. <laughs> I don't know. If you have a penis pocket, you can always keep your money in. Oh, my God. That's the beauty of it. Oh, and you can have like penis pocket fucking players. So like oh. they'll have Wi-Fi and shit. Oh Why? You have a phone. You have a phone that does the exact same thing. Imagine. Why does it got to be in your phone. pants? No, no, wait. Imagine if you could put your phone in the penis pocket. Yeah. Imagine. Penis pocket. Why? Wallet. So you got to stick your hand down the front of your pants when you go to grab your phone? Yeah, I mean it'll be yeah. It, it, if you think about places. it, it'll be connected to like either your your watch, you know, your Apple Watch, your penis phone. I fucking, I fucking hate you guys right now. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? Ken's with me right here. Ken's up with me on this. I mean, it was funny at first, but goddamn, like, what do you want to put in your fucking penis? Like, fuck. oh, we're, we're dead serious. You know, the, the penis wallet. With the penis pocket. Yeah, oh man, my god. This is this is an idea right here. Oh, this is a fucking moment. 
This is our moment. That's right. This is not you your moment, had okay? A chance to invest in this. Your, idea mo- your moment took a hard right Mo-Mo. straight into the wall. All right. <laughs> Technically, it took a hard right straight into our pants, but that's not the point. <laughs> Fucking hell. The point is, is this a good idea? No, it's you not. Just don't see it. No, it's It's a pointless idea. It's one of those ideas that you see the commercial for and you're just like, why? But think about it. You ain't know you need it until you've seen it. I still am not convinced that I need it. it, I don't need it. you start using it, you're going to be like, listen, you live in a good place. You ain't never been robbed. But for us who grew up in the Oh, my God. (laughs) The penis Mm -hmm. pocket wallet is the shit. That's the future. Okay, so the you next time mugged. you get mugged, people are going to know to look in your pants. No, because it no, won't be that no. popular. Most people are going to have your reaction. Exactly. Most and they're going to be like, there's no it. way this nigga has a penis wallet. Meanwhile, you're there with your penis wallet. Just like, That's right. Not, <laughs> unsuspectingly, hold it on. I think of it. It's like it's shit. millions of people that probably buy at first. It's going to be thousands of people. But those thousands yeah. of people, when they do get robbed, they're gonna mm-hmm. keep the money. Keep the and then, wallet. Keep the sound. And then by the time it becomes like popular Mainstream, enough that people are yeah. looking for it, then Oh, you can just keep your money in your bank account like Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, that's why banks are there. Fuck. You could you could rob a credit card, you could, you could yep. a credit card mm-hmm. and a debit. You know? Oh my god. <laughs> Bro, as soon as they take you, you can cancel it. I've had a debit you, card for eleven it years. Take, it it's takes not once been robbed. Exactly. You don't want to deal plus who wants to talk on the phone? With these fucking Plus, credit why cards. Why you get robbed in the first place? Like, where where you be at to get robbed like that? Listen, New you York. travel. Where you robbed? Yeah, New York. You travel. I'm convinced like, you guys South live Africa. in hard neighborhoods, and you want this just for a reason: yeah. the man's to stick yeah. his hand down the front of your pants to see if you got a penis pocket. This isn't for everybody. This is for the rich and the yeah. privileged. First of all, that's this is going to be super expensive, that's right? And like, that's how we sell it. Like, we don't sell it to the to poor people. They're not, they yeah, don't like to them anyway. No, no. <laughs> this is for the yeah. man's man, okay? This is for the man with the suit. Okay, oh, exactly. I am convinced is, that you just want somebody to I'll, put their hand down the front of your I'll, pants I'll, to see if you have a penis pocket. You want to be touched more, okay? There, There's a way to go about doing that without the, trying that's, to think that's of a penis pocket. That's not obviously, because women don't really rob people statistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't men who do the robbing. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, I'm saying women ain't touching that. you, so you want the muggers of New York to do it for them. That doesn't and make sense at all. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, no, no. no. You're looking for a reason muggers. to be touched. There's other ways to do I it. I don't want muggers touching me. They got dirty but, hands. But now that you don't mentioned being touched by muggers, we will sell an extension to the penis fucking wallet oh that will make it so you can't be raped. <laughs> and, and, oh, oh, I like that. That's gold right there. Oh my god! Like it, it, it'll protect your butthole, so it, it, like, I'm, I'm Josh, progress. Josh, how high are you right now? How high are you right now? I mean, I can get higher. <laughs> this, this room, this room there. Oh god! This podcast is already blown off the tracks into the side of a fucking mountain. The same man. Nobody wants to be raped and nobody wants to be mugged. That's two right. Things, and that's and where the penis pocket, penis pocket comes. It's funny how yep. the first thing it was about being robbed, and then you turn to fucking raping. That's so I mean, wild. If people, man. if people are willing to rob you, they're willing to rape you too. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest here. 
And I also, live in a fucked up neighborhood. And also, <laughs> women can't buy the penis pocket. There's no purpose for them. But for the anti vape penis pocket, that has purpose for them. Yeah, exactly. Plus, the anti rape is an extension. You don't need to get that. That's later. That's like, you know. That's later, you know. Yeah. After testing and all that. <laughs> it needs R&D. It needs R&D. That's the problem right now. But we got to keep the ideas flowing, you know. That's but right. The keep board them meeting, alive. I want you guys. That shit going to the drain. I don't care what you say. <laughs> you ain't getting no investors for that. You, it ain't going to happen. Like your your opportunity of best starts today, okay? You come in. So so what's the starting price since y'all making all these ideas? I mean, like me, we're we're pretty (laughs) we're pretty early, but like I would say, if somebody's willing to pay, I don't like five hundred for like. Oh, you must be outside your world. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole ass cost, or what? You ain't getting no investors. You ain't selling a single one. We're going to get this out there, all right? It's going to protect a lot of people. (laughs) That's right. Especially making the world safer. That's right, especially for tourism. It's going to be tremendous. I'm going to have to name this episode Penis Pocket. (laughs) There you go. This is is, is getting... Oh, God damn it. That's that's how you market it. We've been talking so, about this for fucking eleven minutes. I'm not editing through all that. It's staying in. The penis pocket. Later, we could come up with new additions like the penis pocket five thousand, mm. and just improve it. You know, yep. Like the iPhone, but just better. Exactly. What? Matter of fact, every, we have to every, keep coming out with new ones every year because yep. they can't come out with new phones. We yep. have to make a phone accessible. Absolutely. That's right. You ain't have to get a Galaxy line. You gotta have the iPhone. You know, all that, all that, it'd be tremendous. We gotta make sure it's on iOS first too, because you know the bougie people mm-hmm. are the iPhone people. So we want right. them first. Yeah, you want the bougies first. Mm-hmm. If you're not first, you're last, Ricky Bobby. But I mean, listen. Okay, well, in the words of Ricky Bobby, this idea ain't worth a velvet painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it on. Listen, man, you don't know that. You don't know that until you try. Exactly. Sometimes you got those stuff out there. Yeah, you're just throwing shit at the wall right now and hoping something sticks. And you know what? It's going to be so comfortable. You're going to be so fucking comfortable in it. Hey, well, yeah. You're just going to enjoy it's, it's having penis. it on. Yep. It's getting hunky penis. penis. Hugs. You know, every, every like, step you take. Oh, look at that. I hear the police right now. That's somebody being involved. Right there. Could have been prevented. Could have prevented. Oh no. my god. Can it, can no, it prevent it's, fucking it's bullet holes? It's not going to happen. Because <laughs> y'all please don't fucking rob them while y'all just shoot them. I mean, that's a brilliant <laughs> idea, Kenzo Genius. We could make a next level version. Ken. Next level. That's what I'm talking of about. The, of the penis pocket. Why say that? Why fucking Protects say your that? penis. This is stupid. It's not going to stop a bullet. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Nobody's getting shot in the fucking crotch, alright? They're getting shot in the chest, in the stomach, the head. I mean, you all know that, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, shotguns are big here. You don't want to take a pellet to the dick. Like, that's not what you want. It's just not happy a moment. 
It's my happy moment. The average mugging has to be somewhere around six feet apart from somebody on average. In his pocket. I'll say say that. At close, they're shooting for something vital. To to remarket this for the army. Now listen. Yes! (laughs) The only people that are getting shot in the dick are the people who have been caught by their wives and the wives shot their penis off. That's that's the only way that a bulletproof fucking right. pecker Listen, cover we'll put is going to work. Okay. The military though, Kevlar penis pocket protectors. Yep. By identification. They can even put their dog tags in there. Oh my yep. god. Keep their junk safe. Keep their dog tags. Everything. One go. Do you have any I'm idea how it. uncomfortable yeah. that sounds? Walking around with fucking I mean, metal tags. No, no, we'll we'll make, this thing nice is gonna be so it's gonna getting, be so comfortable. It's gonna hug your penis, Andrew. Oh God, gonna be great. David, when I meet you, I am <laughs> kicking you in the dick immediately. <laughs> I'll have to be protected. I'll protect it. Doesn't matter. You could try. Mm-hmm. You got the penis pocket. You'll see that. That's I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you whatever idea you're coming up with ain't going to be able to stop the impact of blunt force. Listen, we'll find out about that. And if it does, you'll probably hurt some more on the Kevlar, you know? And if you do, I'll just come up with another addition. The penis pocket 6,000. And that prototype. And then we make this, make it stronger. We learn. Yeah, that's right. We improve. But this idea right here, this is great. What is that shark tank? We got to go to the shark tank. Man, y'all get shit on so bad. <laughs> so bad. As because I said, you ain't getting a single. Time, man. Listen, the government pays for the government pays for some some shit <laughs> to protect a soldier's penis, his right Might. to preserve his family. Mm-hmm. That's worth it, and we're not going to overcharge because we're patriotic. Exactly. Thank God. The government will pay us enough. No, they won't. Just enough. That's what we need. It's enough. No, we're not greedy. No, we're not greedy. We want we just, the soldiers safe. We want the soldiers' junk safe. That's right. That's we just want to make America great again. Again. That's what we want. Yeah. Yep. Nice By protecting penises. Every penis safe in America. That's right. If we get a penis wallet in every American's junk, and we've done something right. That's right. We're going to donate our American flag penis pocket for the 4th of July to our patriots. Oh, that's going to be a big, 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 big selling item. point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to love it. Fuck sake. Everybody else is going to be jealous. All right. Let, let's get over to gaming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, headline here. Sony had reportedly planned to bring PlayStation Now to phones. So it's, you can uh, play laggy old games on your phone now. That's, that's <laughs> tremendous. It says Microsoft wasn't the only big console maker hoping to bring its games to phones. It said The Verge it said that it obtained a document from Epic Games' lawsuit against Apple indicating the iPhone maker had learned Sony was planning a mobile extension of PlayStation Now in 2017. <laughs> it said the service would stream over 450 PS3 games at first and then follow up with PS4 titles. Hmm. I mean, I feel like they're playing a little bit of catch up, but I, they got good titles that they could throw on there. I mean, the phones can handle it, so why not? That's right. 
I say, let's see what they got. Uh, it's been great on Xbox being able to play games on mobile. All that tremendous. But it's but it's not really old games. That's my thing. It's like it's all like arcade games. I don't really care for old games as much as other people would. Yeah, it said it says provided Apple's uh, scoop was accurate. It's unclear why Sony still isn't streaming games to smartphone owners. And didn't they just announce not that long ago that uh, it wasn't something leaked that they were going to be coming out with a new with a new like, uh, new handheld? Like, oh, Anybody hmm. hear anything about that? No, I heard rumors that they might be a new handheld, like a new PSP I thought or that something had leaked about like what it was supposed to look like. But that's the rumor. I always think making handhelds. We got phones. Well, that that that. Well, that uh, theory or, uh, you know, rumor might hold water if that's actually true, because that wouldn't make sense as to why they didn't stream games to the smartphone <clears throat> like they had planned. My, my thing is, like, what's the big selling point on a, on a Sony handheld? Like, if you're not going to put... I don't know. I remember the PSP being popular, but the Vita just bombed mm. for whatever reason. And I owned a Vita for a couple of months, and uh, I mean, it, it was pretty good. I just ended up selling it because uh, I ran into some money trouble. Because nobody wants to play an epic God of War on a mobile when they could play it on their on like their actual TV. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, that's that's playing that's you know playing your games on the go. That, it's no different to me than, you know, a Game Boy. I played the hell out of Game Boy back in the day so I could game while I was on the go. Did the same thing you know, with, the, with the PSP and the Vita. You know, what Sony hasn't realized is that Microsoft is doing well with their streaming service because you can stream games you already have. You can play it on your Xbox or you can take it on the go with your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's what the Switch is also. Sony, if they don't do the same thing and make sure they have access to newer games as well, they're missing out. Like and that's the thing. Like the target, Microsoft is just saying, "Hey, you have a phone. Use your phone." If Sony's trying to sell me something else, like why? What, what's the incentive? There's no point of. I know. I just I don't know. I feel like there's no point of actual handhelds when everybody's got thousand dollar phones in their pockets. That's true, but while I'm out and about, you know, I may not have, you know, a place to charge my phone handy, and I wouldn't want to drain the fuck out of my battery, so I'd rather play on the handheld as opposed to, as opposed to my phone. I see what you're saying. Because I, I did try the cloud gaming once on my phone, and my battery went fast. How fast? And, uh, my couldn't tell you the actual like specific details this was like back when like cloud gaming was like first announced and first came to the phones so i don't remember now i just remember looking at my battery after like 20 25 minutes playing and i was like oh shit yeah that's why i would prefer handheld so how much if they came out with one are you gonna like? Would you be willing to buy it? Like, what's the price point? Well, see, that—that's the reason why I had a Vita was because <laughs> I didn't want to spend two hundred dollars more on a PlayStation. I was perfectly fine with my 
Xbox with my Xbox, and that's where I did my gaming. But for gaming on the go, you know, back during the Vita, there was no Switch at the time, and so I was like, I'd like handheld the take with me while I'm on the go to do some gaming. So that's why I bought the Vita because it was like two hundred dollars cheaper than getting a PS3 or PS4. I can't remember which was out at the time, and uh, something that I could take with me and do some gaming when I'm away from home. But like, what features would you need in today? for a PlayStation exclusive handheld like would it just be honestly they don't have to get they don't have to get fancy with it at all or anything yeah I just a handheld that was like you know holding a PlayStation in my hand with with the Vita and the PSP I thought it worked I enjoyed it Uh, there really wasn't many features that I needed I mean they both had access to the internet and Wi-Fi capabilities and all that shit so I mean I don't know what special features beyond that, except that's what I'm saying. If like Sony just said, "Here, it's this phone that's special to play our games," is it is it really that different than a phone? I'm saying so yeah. I, I don't have to burn up my battery on my phone. Yeah, but what if it's just another phone? Like it's very similar to if, a phone. If if it was just if it was like a phone, honestly, that would be stupid, and they wouldn't sell any at all because people already have phones. I'm talking about just a standalone handheld game system. Yeah. So what's what's that look like in in your head? Honestly, like a, no it, different than like what a, the PlayStation like Vita update, was. Like a Vita or PSP type of thing, right? It would just be yeah. the same thing. Updated graphics. Updated graphics, maybe make the screen a little bigger. You know, definitely better, uh, you know, online capabilities. Because if I, when I remember with the Vita, sometimes I would have problems connecting to shit. This is why the Switch does so good, because it's a system that you can just carry with you. People like it so much. But that's what I'm talking about. Just if PlayStation made one, I, I might be tempted to get it. If you know, because it's, I'm curious it's about that this. Much cheaper than like a PS5. If they made but, uh, a mobile PS5, would you be interested in that? But the price point would be real expensive. Uh, yeah, that's, see, that's no, what I'm saying. I, like... I would. I wouldn't. If if that, I I wouldn't spend you know 500 bucks on a portable system. They were cheaper than buying the actual consoles, so that's the reason why I had handhelds because they were cheaper, and I was able to play PlayStation or Nintendo's games without buying their main system to put on my TV because I'm on my Xbox so much. That's where all my friends are at, so that's what I'm going to be sticking with when I'm doing my gaming at home. But gaming on the go, I liked having a Nintendo or a PlayStation handheld so I could play, you know titles from their libraries that I can't have on Xbox. And it was also handy when Tiff or somebody would have the TV or something like that, I would just go and grab the portable and then go lay on the couch and play the portable. Mm, that's a big deal at Cassine. I know a lot of people only have one TV, but just a huge family, and it becomes a problem. Yeah, and it's like my Xbox, it has all the... It's hooked up to the big TV, and it has all the all our you know, HBO Max and Hulu and all that shit. And so it's like, that's, that's the T that's the main TV that usually everybody's on. 
during the day. So I don't usually do any gaming at night. So having a portable is perfect. Ooh, here's an article that is bashing yeah. Sony. <laughs> oh, Sony, the one and only? Yeah. Okay, man. What? I like to bash Sony. <laughs> it says Xbox Game Pass rival, the PS5 Spartacus, which is which it's now codenamed, shows how far behind uh, Microsoft Sony has fallen. It said, five years ago, heading back to E3 2016, I concluded the following about the future direction of the gaming industry, which considering this week's revelation about the new PlayStation Spartacus streaming service coming to PS5 and other hardware is, to be honest, another confirmation on the way I investigate and uh, analyze the game uh, industry. He said that uh, back in 2016, he said, seen until very recently as impractical, the growing number of network services and earnings, Netflix, for example, uh, has convinced even the giants of Silicon Valley, such as Microsoft, to invest more and more in what will be, according to even Wall Street's big analysis, a revolution that will destroy the console market as we know it uh, within a certain number of years. It says on a global scale, especially at around Netflix-style fee monthly for a new game to be played on mobile or with a console that would really change forever the industry and how video games have been sold, bought, and played for the last 40 years. So let's fast forward to today. It says that the cloud gaming uh, rival codenamed Spartacus has broken cover, something that five years ago people would have laughed at. Meanwhile, Xbox Game Pass is the only player in town in terms of mass-adopted cloud gaming, and Microsoft is the king of online cloud gaming technology. This is because for Microsoft and Xbox, for years now, cloud gaming has been the de facto battleground in the, its war against Sony PS5 and even Nintendo and its Switch consoles. It says, so how has it come to this? How has Sony managed to miss the boat on cloud gaming and online streaming service technology from such a position of strength when Microsoft, who is coming off of a, of a defeat in the Xbox One generation, is now so established and well-positioned? It says the answer is bad decisions and different investments. I mean, Sony dropping the ball. I don't even think it's Sony dropping the ball. I just think it's Microsoft being so ahead. Like, it was, they just... They just had to figure it out first. They they had the advantage too. Well, they had it. Have their finger on the pulse. Yeah, yeah, first and yeah, now way ahead of everybody else. But that also comes with being, you know, that they're not just you know gaming. They're technology <laughs> as exactly, a whole. Yeah. So yeah, it's I don't think it's so much. PS Five is really that far behind. Microsoft was just like, ooh, we got this idea and we got the funds to do it. Let's put it together now. Was just ahead of everybody else when everybody probably thought it was a crazy idea at first. They're like, "Yeah, we'll see." You know, one thing I find interesting is how available the the Xbox S is, but the weaker PlayStation. I've heard, I like, I've even even seen that that one. Like, I feel like the regular PS Five <laughs> I've seen. That's more you know why? Weaker one. Wait a minute, they, the... they made a weaker PlayStation. It's not that's weaker. It's the same processor and everything. That's just niggas are confused. It's the digital only. Yeah, digital. Yeah, they're confused by the digital one and the regular one. They think they got the regular one, but it's really the, the digital. That's why you don't see it. I mean, you think I it's just confusion. Like, Maybe. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the, the same thing the same. without the the disc in there. 
I loved, I loved when the Xbox, when the new Xboxes first dropped, how confusing the names were that literally hundreds of people thought they were getting a Series S and they, X oh, and they bought the People were buying X. the Xbox One X uh, yeah. on Amazon. I saw it selling out and I said, I know what's happening. Yeah. And I feel bad for these <laughs> parents. <laughs> yeah. Parents. I do it. Or there's a bunch of people out there right now that think they have the Series X. They still, <laughs> they still think oh, they got Jesus, it. Be hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, man. And see, I was worried. I was really worried because when I upgraded to this One X earlier in the year, I was like, I hope I can still buy one because everybody was buying them and Xbox ain't making them anymore. Because I needed an upgrade, but I, I couldn't afford the newer ones. So I was I was just like, uh, yeah, I thank God there was still one left when I went to GameStop.com, there was still a One X, but I, I laughed my ass off when I first saw them articles. It's like thousands of people thought they're probably I, I probably things are playing the series first. I'm pretty sure, like we talked about it, and I was mentioning it because yeah, because I know it's the day of. Yeah, selling out. I was trying to buy the the Xbox Series X. And I noticed that the Xbox One X was selling out. I saw I had 20 copies left at 15, and I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. But at the same time, I feel bad for those people. Because, yeah, that's that's rough. Imagine I being don't. a kid. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't. Say, I don't. Because, Do your know, research. I get my, uh, my Xbox if it wasn't for them. I said thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Imagine being a kid on Christmas and they tell you got the Series X and they got you the Xbox One X. <laughs> oh, that's rough, man. You see it open. Kid probably kill their parent. Jesus, kid. We're going to take you to a dark place, man. Who cares a fucking Jimmy. savage? You can't, you can't <laughs> that what that happened shit. to that kid that shot up the school. He got oh, the wrong man. fucking Xbox. He's like, nope, I'm gay to go. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Those kids be dangerous nowadays. <laughs> Did you hear about those parents that got um? Oh fuck! They got they getting sentenced because they didn't have any type of security on their gun. I think they bought the kid yeah. the gun, right? Yeah. They bought the kid the gun. They didn't have it in a lockbox or anything, and they knew he was kind of you know he was out there. Oh yeah, no, they they. The mom even fault. texted him, "Don't do it." When he left, mm-hmm. like she knew what he was going to do. Those have to be the worst parents. In existence like this just that's yeah terrible. i said I, I said that i'm glad that they were charged because they're giving us uh responsible gun owners a fucking bad name leaving that's all right. that shit accessible that's so that's so she uh texted him said i'm calling the police uh stopping from doing that that's why no I'm... she she texted him she saw the gun was missing and she texted him don't do it that's what she texted him and it's like she she knew what he was playing teachers made it I think um, she'd, if clear. I remember reading correctly, it said that she discovered the gun was missing after he had already shot it up. She had sent oh. the text message to him, but it had already happened. I, I know she definitely tried to stop it by sending him the text, but yeah, I think it probably didn't really happen. She was lay on the board, it wouldn't surprise me. Jesus. The teacher said that they saw him fighting something or drawing something. And they notified the parents about it, and it was him talking about 
um, killing kids in the school. So the teachers knew it too. Yeah, they, yeah, they had like a conversation. With yeah, they them. brought the parents in. They said it said that morning to talk to them about it, and uh, the parents didn't take them out of school. Man, that's that's heartbreaking because those kids, they just they ain't deserve. They're kids. And all because some parents did something really dumb. Oh, man. That's rough. This is uh, probably an interesting article. It says, 15 canceled video game movies we never got to see. I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what crazy-ass ideas were oh, they right, trying no, to come that's up That's going to hurt my feelings. It's going to be Mass Effect. <laughs> Mass Effect is going to hurt my feelings. I wanted that movie to come out so bad. And they hurt my feelings. That some Maybe it's for the best. Maybe hopefully they make that. It's number fifteen, The Sims. What the fuck? A Sims yeah, movie? I'm glad that didn't get oh, Why? It says way so back in twenty. It... Talking gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> Making babies, just popping them. It says, That's way back like in 2007, 20th Century yeah. Fox bought the feature rights to The Sims after it became the best-selling PC title in history. I bet you they bought those rights not knowing what the game was. Everybody's buying up this game, The Sims, let's make a movie out of it. And then they saw the game and was like, uh, why did we like, pay we first? <laughs> we, can't, we can't do this. this, is not... this. Tom, <laughs> get your ass in here, Tom. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a great idea. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Tom, we All expect right. you to clean out your desk before Friday. 14 is Assassin's Creed 2. Oh, that first oh, one was so bad. Man. It was so bad. It was so bad. Why did they change? So they put them on machine. It said, uh, like, another it victim so of the Disney Fox merger was a planned sequel to 2016's Assassin's Creed movie. They were going to make a sequel. And then when Disney bought Fox, they canceled it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Disney, Disney saw that and was like, y'all keep me to stop making bad movies. <laughs> Wait, that bad movie? You're you're making a sequel. <laughs> oh, God. It's too bad they didn't get yeah, the look. time to stop X-Men, Phoenix Rising, or whatever it was cool. Uh, oh, I'm glad my I never saw that movie. God. How in the holy mother of ass could you make a game out of this? Number 13 is Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, like, my God. I, that was just, that's like a B-rated that? movie where like where like shit goes wrong in, in the fucking roller coaster park. It's just and like, the rock ends up facing it. The rock ends up facing it. Yeah, the rock's in this fucking movie. Oh, fuck the fucking rock in here. Rock is in the fucking time. Oh my god. Movie, Ken. And guess who was who who acquired the rights to it? Sony what? Pictures Animation. <laughs> it said in 2010, oh, Sony Pictures An Animation acquired the rights from Atari and was planning a big screen adaptation. Oh, or a big screen adaptation. Guess somebody got to that on time before it happened. Oh my Somebody's god. Awful. Like, it, awful. The story was pitched as a theme park comes to life. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah. a movie with those uh, semi trucks that was killing people. 
back in the day. Number 12 was Bioshock. When Bioshock was released in 2007, its mix of horror and steampunk fantasy was already cinematic enough for the big screen. Just a year later, Universal Pictures snapped up the rights with uh, the director um, of the, the Ring and the Pirates of the Caribbean attached to direct it. It said the project uh, languished in development, development hell for several years, <coughs> and Universal pulled the plug just eight weeks prior to shooting. What movie did you say that was? Bioshock. What game? Oh, Bioshock. That could be that thing. I could see like Bioshock One being a horror film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta make it really horror-y. Yeah. Make it like the original Alien, where it's just ominous. You don't know what this fucking dude's gonna come out and murder you. Yeah. They could have done it. Horror movies do well. They could have repackaged it. They would have gotten gaming fans and horror movie fans. I could see something like that. Yeah, I, I could have seen that one being made. But it says that it went through development hell and eight weeks prior to shooting, it was canceled. Uh, number yeah. 11 was Tomb Raider 3. Oh, Angelina Jolie. Yes. Man. It said uh, neither of the first two movies received a particular praise from critics or fans, but both did well enough at the box office that Paramount was keen to complete the trilogy. Things looked positive for a third movie until Jolie declared that she was done with the role. Oh, yeah, with the she trash she love. Yeah. I couldn't stand. You can't go from, like, Angelina Jolie to somebody new. She's such a big name. She's such a good actress that, you you know, you're doing a disservice to whoever you're picking to come in next. That's like following up, you know, Sean Connery. Like, it's just, how are you supposed to do this? Like, Did you guys know that another uh, Tomb Raider movie came out in 2018? Yeah, so I was going to say that there yeah. was another Tomb Raider movie. Yeah, it said that... Uh, Alicia Alicia Vikander stepped into Laura's uh, combat boots for the 2018 reboot, which uh, received mixed reviews. A sequel is scheduled for release in 2021, but the filming is on hold due to COVID-19, and the date of Tomb Raider's return to cinemas is anyone's guess. I'll be honest, though. She did a good job, but it's rough going from Angelina. Oh, see, I had no idea that they had done another Tomb Raider movie until I just read that. I didn't hear anything yeah, about it. The the new Tomb Raider is like the games, like she's getting messed yeah, it's, up it's, and yeah, it's, it's like the new stuff. Yeah, younger and she's really struggling through it. So it's uh, it's her becoming it's, Laura Croft. Yeah, exactly. But if you enjoyed the survival games, like you'll probably enjoy that movie. It was good. It says number ten was Citizen Siege. Not heard of that one. I've never heard of that. It must be like a bad RTS game. It said it took place outside the Oddworld universe. And it was said to be described as a politically edgy sci-fi action thriller set on a dystopian Earth. It said back in 2006, a co-creator of the Oddworld series announced plans to direct an animated movie. In association with mm. Vanguard Films, okay. it said it I was heard the Oddworld franchise. Yeah, yeah, I actually played one. I think back on Game Boy, like way back in the. They day. have it on Xbox now. 
Yeah, it said that it was set to premiere in 2009 with a 50 to $60 million budget, but was shelved alongside its uh, accompanying games following the 2008 financial crisis. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. Probably, that probably a, a game terrible could... movie back then, though. Probably. probably. It is rare that a fucking movie... That's true. Animated, maybe. But it's rare that a movie that's based on a video game is anywhere near good. That's because they get people who don't know anything about the franchise to do the <laughs> movies. If you saw Assassin's Creed, it was they did so many things that were unnecessary. Like they could just laid Michael Fassbender down and just had him dream, and never show him in reality. Like I don't know why they were doing that. Kind of like Total Recall, but instead mm-hmm. they decided to put him on a machine. You know, that's twisting and turning him around while he's sleeping. It makes no sense. <laughs> uh, said number nine was Spy Hunter, Nowhere to Run. Hmm. I don't know what that is either. It was a game that looked like it started The Rock. Because it said even having Dwayne Johnson behind the wheel of The Interceptor couldn't get this planned action film off the starting grid. It began development in 2003 after Universal Pictures acquired the rights. The movie reportedly had a $90 million budget and was slated for a 2005 release, with Dwayne Johnson starring as the government agent Alex Decker. However, the project got caught in development hell, and a tie-in featuring Johnson was released as a standalone title in 2006. So a lot of these movies, they didn't make it to market because The Rock wasn't available. <laughs> Honestly. Number eight was Metroid. Oh, that would have been good. I could see that movie doing well. Director John Woo from uh, Mission Impossible 2 acquired the film rights in 2004, but the project eventually ground to a halt. It said one of the producers, Brad Fox uh, Hoven, had later revealed the writers had hit a wall with Nintendo when trying to explore Samus's backstory and relationships. The gaming studio was understandably still traumatized by the bizarre 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie and was reluctant to cede too much creative control over its characters. Foxhoven told IGN that Nintendo ultimately didn't have a lot of answers. In the end, they felt uncomfortable. They felt uncomfortable with our team being the ones to propose those answers. Still, if a movie yeah. ever does get made, many fans already have their dream casting. In 2018. Brie Larson caused a stir when she shared a picture of herself dressed as Samus for Halloween on Instagram. And the actress later admitting, I want to make that movie when Nintendo gives a Mario movie another go in... It says, with Nintendo giving a Mario movie another go in 2022, hopefully it's only a matter of time until they revisit Metroid. I feel like Metroid would be a terrible or uh, fucking PG-13 movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it could be a good movie, but yeah, making it PG-13 would be not good. That's what Nintendo would want. Yeah, and that's what... Matter of fact, Nintendo might want to be a G-rated. They'd be like, yeah, can we just make this as kid-friendly as possible? Yeah, let's no just make... Reason. Yeah. Let's just make it a cartoon. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably the... It said number seven was Halo. 
It says, the story of Halo movie's failure to launch has it all. Corporate meddling, A-list directors, and scripts delivered in full Master Chief armor. It said, back in 2005, Microsoft hired the beach writer Alex Garland to pen a script for its golden child before sending the screenplay to Hollywood via couriers dressed in full Halo cosplay. The studio demanded creative control and a large part of the a large cut of the profits, and Universal and Fox eventually partnered on a deal. Initial plans for the edit for the adaptation certainly sounded intriguing. Peter Jackson was set to produce, and at one point, Guillermo del Toro was in negotiations to direct before. Oh, Neil, that would be so good. Right. It said oh. before Neil Blomkamp. Uh, who went on to helm District 9, took over. But mm. Blomkin's uh, grittier, scuffed-up version for the Halo universe caused upset in the boardroom, especially with Fox chairman Tim Rothman. Roth, uh, quote, Rothman hates me. I think he would have gotten rid of me if he could have, Blomkin told Wired in 2012. The suits weren't happy with the direction I was going. Ultimately, ultimately the... Fu- uh, the tussling between the director and the three major corporations caused the project to collapse. It wasn't the end of Halo outside of the games. There have been since two miniseries and a major television out. show uh, is set to launch on Showtime in 2021. But we can't help wondering about the film that never was. I think that, that could have been a series of movies. Yeah, it could have. I'd have gone to see it. I know I would have. I bet you they would have gotten The Rock to play Master Chief. <laughs> yeah this was around yeah 2005 so yeah number six call of duty what did what would that even be it would just be a war just a movie. Movie. Yeah. it says a call of duty movie has been in the works since 2015 when activision blizzard announced it was starting its own production company to develop a cinematic universe for the franchise mm. uh it said Stefano Salima from Sicario 2 was hired to direct, and Joker writer Scott Silver worked on the script, which uh, Salima told Slash Film would be a story of a soldier rather than a broader war movie. The director said he was keen for Chris Pine or Tom Hardy to star and remain tight-lipped on whether the cast would include characters from the game or those created specifically for the movie. There was almost no concrete news about the movie until 2020, when Salima told Italian entertainment outlet uh, Bad Taste the project has stood still since 2018. Quote, let's say... Quote, let's say the idea of expanding the universe, the world of Call of Duty to film... It is no longer at the moment an industrial priority of the group of Activision, he said. The director added that the halt in production happens quite frequently there in America. You were talking about this so long, I forgot what movie this was about. Cool <laughs> movie? <laughs> oh, cool cool duty. Duty. You know, yeah. why not just do a movie with, um, what were the characters' names for Modern Warfare? Just do Modern Warfare. It's the most popular, most popular Cool Duty. You know, you just make a war movie and then just name them the same. Right? Like it doesn't even matter. That's just a. That's just. I feel like that movie is just them taking from the title more than. You just. It just doesn't make any sense to make a movie. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, see, if they made a Call of Duty movie starring Price and Soap, I'd have gone to watch it. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> they had a good storyline. So like, like, would it have been good? Probably not. No, I probably not, watch. but I would have seen it just for... There's a lot of bad movies that people go to watch, so I don't that's know. All, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, majority of video game movies are going to be bad. That's why these movies don't get out of production, because they're just like, wait a minute, oh, this is garbage. We don't want to put our, our franchise's name on this shit. It says number five is Castlevania. Oh, that would be dope. But they have, but I mean, they they have like the fucking shows, right? Like the, the shows are amazing. Like the writing on Castlevania is so good, though. Even that lore is good. It's just great. Yeah, it says as a series that draws inspiration from classic Hammer horror movies, Castlevania seemed primed for the big screen. In two thousand five, a fifty million dollar film was in production with a script by Mortal Kombat director Paul W.S. Anderson. With location... Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. It says, with location scouting taking place in Hungary and Romania. Anderson's script was primarily set in 15th century tra- uh, Transylvania and explored the origins of the Dracula legend and the real-life figure of Romanian prince Vlad the Impaler. The film seemed ripe for franchise potential and would have set up a multi-generational battle between Vlad and the Belmont family after the clan discovered the original vampire. Unfortunately, the 2007 WGA strike drove a stake through the project's heart and the movie was officially canned in 2009. The Castlevania movies... The Castlevania movie has yet to rise from the dead, but the Netflix animated show based on the franchise's one praise from critics and fans alike. Yeah, it was great. I've only seen a couple of episodes of it. I really need to go back and finish that because that actually was good. That series is tremendous. You gotta see the whole thing. It says number four is The Secret of Monkey Island. I've never heard of that. (laughs) Yo, that's a classic uh, adventure game on the computer. I guess I never played that one. It's it's like one of those like Oh, it's an adventure game. Oh, yeah. It said. I guess the rock wasn't yeah. available. <laughs> it said Lucasfilm's swashbuckling Monkey Island series produced some of the best point and click games of the 90s, packed with in joke, yeah. silly characters, and catchy theme music. Yeah, it would have been a terrible movie, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> It says, rumors that a movie adaptation had been in the works uh, were confirmed with the 2011 release of the Monkey Island Special Edition Collection, which features a disc containing a storyboard and concept art from a canceled film. Uh, Wannabe pirate uh, Guybrush Threepwood remained the protagonist, and ghost pirate LeChuck would have returned as the villain, but the plot would have largely ignored the games in favor of a rebooted storyline. Through the series, though the series is still beloved by fans, it seems impossible there will ever be a Monkey Island film in the future. The intellectual property is now owned by Disney, which is unlikely to launch a rival to its own Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. That hasn't stopped fans petitioning the company to hand the rights back over to the game's creator, Ron Gilbert, but it seems unlikely Disney will have a heart and no relent. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> See, I had not heard of that series. I was not playing that. In the nineties, I was playing. Again, like, most of these video games, the only reason they would want to make them is because of the name of 
like just nostalgia of people being like, oh yeah, I remember that. Let's see what this is about. No, I like the the concept that of video games in Hollywood in the 2000s where they had, um, was it the Mortal Kombat director they tried to get for Castlevania? They're like, oh, well, he did a video game movie. Mm-hmm. Let's get him. Yep. It's like, that's the only logic. It was like, oh, well, he did. It was kind of good. Sold well. Well, yeah, see like his experience like we don't yeah see i remember back in the 90s i was playing reader rabbit games <laughs> my mom got me those learning games reader rabbit second grade and games like that it was kind of like like like, a, like that you, <laughs> you would like click and stuff and figure puzzles out okay and if it's like that Rita Rabbit would have been a terrible movie. So I guess I'm saying now. I'm saying. I mean, it had like a little story and shit, but it would have been terrible. 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 It says number three was Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I got mad. Well, no, it's saying that. It said uh, the 2020 Sonic the Hedgehog movie was a surprising success, grossing over $306 million worldwide. But it wasn't the first attempt at bringing the big blue blur to the big screen. In 1994, Sega signed a deal with MGM Studios and Trilogy Entertainment to create a live-action movie titled Sonic the Hedgehog, Wonders of the World. It said the movie have... The movie would have seen a CGI Sonic and Dr. Robotnik escape into the real world with the villain launching a theme park that it would uh, transpire was replacing children with robot clones. Sonic would team up with an awkward teenager to foil the villain's plans and they would end up returning to the game, though things would be left open for a sequel. MGM eventually pulled out of the deal, and the movie never got made. Screenwriter Richard Jeffries was allowed to pitch the script to DreamWorks, but the studio passed, perhaps sensing the difficulties of combining the CGI Sonic with live action. Yeah, back in 1994. Yeah, that wouldn't. God, they passed on that. Like, and uh, this Sonic was great, by the way. Like the Sonic that came out with Jim Carrey, like it was tremendous. I loved it. I still have yet to see it. It was great. I haven't seen it either. Yeah, it was great. It had fine moments, and Sonic was doing his thing. Sonic was more like a superhero in this mm-hmm. movie than a old hedgehog that runs in circles. So I yeah. enjoyed it. It's uh, it number two. Number two was The Last of Us. Oh, yeah. I thought they're I doing mean... that now, though. Well, it said the Last of Us HBO series may be on the way, but there were originally plans for Joel and Ellie to come to the big screen. Sony announced plans for a movie in 2014 with the game's writer, Neil Druckmann, working on the script and Spider-Man director Sam Raimi producing. Game of Thrones actress uh, Macy Williams expressed interest in playing Ellie, and a table read was even held with actors. But the project stalled when Druckmann fell out with Sony about the direction of the project. Speaking on stage at the Dice Summit 2018, he said, quote, having some separation from it, I look back and I'm like, I don't want that movie to be made. Plans for the film were eventually ditched in favor of an HBO series, which will still be co-written by Druckmann and is expected to cover the events of the original Last of Us game and parts of its sequel. If anything, the series feels better suited to a slower television adaption 
and with uh, Craig Mazin, creator of the acclaimed Chernobyl series, at the helm, it seems in good hands. Oh, yeah, that's too that much of, so a, good. of a story to tell in movies. Really, like that. That video game needs, though. So that story needs, you know, in depth. Like you wanna, you wanna care about the characters and putting that in, in like a two-hour yeah two-hour movie. Yeah, even if the movie was three hours, you wouldn't be able to. Mm-hmm. make that happen well wouldn't they have made more money on it if they would have made it into like a movie trilogy or something they could yeah but that's but that's same they're gonna tell half part of the story the first movie and then what if people don't really care then it doesn't it doesn't make money well with how crazy people were going for the last of us i imagine people would care yeah, not if it's shit, which high probability. High probability, yeah, unfortunately. It said number one is Wheelman. Wheelman? They don't even have Mass Effect on the list? Nope. Who made this list? <laughs> it, said after Vin Diesel. <laughs> it said after Vin oh. Diesel found action hero superstardom with the Fast and Furious franchise, he signed on to appear in the driving game Wheelman, alongside a planned tie-in film. Midway Games partnered with MTV Films and Paramount Pictures for the project, which it hoped could pioneer a groundbreaking new model for the industry based on simultaneously developing entertainment properties across different mediums with Vin Diesel right at the center of it all. The game was released in 2009 after several delays with Diesel showing his range, playing an expert driver for hire and all-around hardman named Milo Burick. The movie was intended to be a direct sequel written by Rich Wilkes, who worked with Diesel on 2002's Triple X, but there have been no updates on the project in over a decade. Presumably, Diesel got too busy with his other car driving franchises to take it forward. Yeah, and then it's doing two quiet movies. Like, <laughs> you're getting stereotyped as it is as a tough guy. You don't want to be stereotyped as the wheelman. Like, no, I have, a, I have him more as the wheelman than I have the tough guy because there's been what nine fast and the furious movies i'm sorry yeah now you're, you're when i think of vin diesel i think of driving not tough guy yeah i could see that i like riddick though in those movies they were good the blacks was good like good in a you know a fun they were fun movies i should say and i ain't win an academy award anytime soon but they were Fucking fun to watch. Man. I can't believe they didn't mention Mass Effect. Mass Effect that's is the well, biggest I... disappointment. It never happened. But you know so, what? I'm Mass hoping who, it happens. So, was that's that awesome. actually something in the works, or was that just something you would want to see? It was like it, it was it was script. Like they were doing a script, and they would gain people for the project. This yeah. is according to sources I've seen articles throughout the years saying they were trying to get that movie made. So. And it never happened. There were a bunch of rumors, too. I'm just surprised. Did any of you guys watch the uh, the Game Awards? I did what? not. Did they have any announcements or anything? Uh, yeah, they, here's the article. It says, here are the top five reveals from the Game Awards. Thanks. Now I don't have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Who won Game of the Year? 
That's what I need. What I want to look at right here. Uh, the game it takes to the cooperative adventure adventure game by Hazel Light Studios has won Game of the Year at the 2021 Game Awards. It was among six nominees for the award, including Deathloop, Resident Evil Village, Psychonauts 2, Metroid Dread, and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. See, I know absolutely nothing about that game. Honestly, I didn't even hear about it until it was announced for Game of the Year. <laughs> but it says, here are the top five reveals, reveals from the Game Awards. It says, number one was Nightingale. A debut game from Inflection Games, Nightingale is a survival and crafting game set in a Victorian gas lamp fantasy world. The setting is fraught with monsters ranging from giants to eldritch beasts. Players can craft weapons and arcane technology to defeat their foes and do it in style. The game comes to PC in early access next year. Um, number two was Sonic Frontiers. It says, Sonic's Frontiers is an open-zone-inspired experience, according to developers. The game was teased back in May during the Sonic Central livestream, but very few details were revealed. This time, fans got a longer look at what's ahead for the franchise. The game has no release date besides holiday 2022, but it will come to the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. Uh, number three, Star Wars Eclipse. It says, fans of Star Wars got a look at the newest addition to the franchise with Star Wars Eclipse. The game comes from Quantic Dream, the developers of Detroit Become Human. Set during the High Republic era and in the Outer Rim, players will get to play a diverse set of characters. There are no release dates or platforms announced yet for Star Wars Eclipse. That sounds good. That's a Star Wars game. Yeah. yeah, it does sound good. Sounds like it'll be an RPG as well. Number four was Arc Raiders. Arc Raiders is the first game from Embark Studios, founded by EA's former chief designer, Patrick Sutherland. The game will launch in 2022 and is a free-to-play first-person shooter set in a sci-fi world. Players are tasked with fighting against an alien invasion made up of mechanized monsters. And number five, the Halo TV series. It says, after the series was announced at E3 with just a few glimpses of the symbolic 117 marked armor, Fans have been itching for more details. This time, fans got a one-minute trailer and an incredibly close-up look at the Chief. The series will premiere in 2022 ex exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Well, I guess that means that I am not going to see it because I'm already fucking paying for enough goddamn platforms I wasn't thinking of getting Paramount+. Plus. You could watch, uh, you get the trial of Paramount+, Plus and just wait for the whole season to come out. And watch all the episodes <laughs> on the trial. See, I actually did. I actually did that with uh, YouTube TV and uh, the first season of uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Yep. I'm lame. That's what you gotta do, man. Listen, we're um, on the lower end of income. We have to. We have to do what we can. Is is is. And yeah, just when the next season drops, just create a new email and do another free trial. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. Nothing too crazy then. I mean, no, but I mean, I mean, a bad. new Star Wars game. Uh, that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the big announcement. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, thank God we're going to get more of those. It's not just um, EA's thing anymore. Yes. Thank Christ. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the. I like Battlefront 2. I, I love that. Oh, yeah. Ba- Battlefront 2, yes. But um, that, that being said. still currently my favorite online shooter. Yeah. I agree. It's tremendous. Well, and I'm I'm still I I bet with the success of Battlefront Two, they will be making a Battlefront Three. I hope so. Have you ever looked at the the stats like what they're saying? Because I wonder, was this really successful? I hope it was. I thought it was. I mean, it's been out for many years now, and I have no problems finding a game when I go to play it. Oh, that's true. I mean, but they did have the game on sale. Um. I think it was nine bucks at one point, something like that. Was it? Was it part of EA Access? I'm not uh, sure. Yes, it yes, it is. Question. Oh, it is. Yes. Oh, that's that's pretty dope. It says Sonic Frontiers looks like Sonic meets Breath of the Wild. Ooh, that could be cool. Okay, Nightingale, uh, the one that was announced at that first one. Uh, it says, Nightingale is the new game from former Bioware boss Aaron Flynn. And I wonder, does the game have that Bioware flair? I do not know. It might. That would be interesting. By that, I just mean if it's an RPG. If it's an RPG, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Here's an article. It says, Texas Chainsaw Massacre multiplayer game in the works from Friday the 13th Publishers. Hmm. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I Pretty didn't much. play Friday the 13th game, but are they just going to make uh, a game for every single villain? I mean... Friday the 13th. I thought they already had a game that was popular. Just make it another no. one. No, you're thinking of the Jason. Or the, uh... Oh, that's Jason. Yeah, I'm... yeah you're right. Yeah, so instead of just adding on to their game and maybe charging DLC or whatever, adding new villains and their maps or whatever, they're just going to make a whole new game and do one. Just scrolling through here, I see a headline that says, Ten years late, I have fallen in love with Dark Souls, and you can too. I played Dark Souls for about ten minutes and took it back to GameStop. Fuck you. <laughs> Swear Boy, to God, I've never be I've never been so angry playing a goddamn video game before. I yeah. died a lot, <laughs> and I was about ready to slam my controller. And I was like, you know what? Nope, nope. I took it back to GameStop and I slid <laughs> it across the counter to the manager there and said, "I'm good." <laughs> Did they try to convince you to keep it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I said, "See, that was." Uh, I, I told him I had never played the games before, and uh, he <laughs> he was like, um, uh, get ready for punishment. And I was like, yeah, that's what I hear. And I took it back, and then I came back, and he was like, what's up? And I slid it on the ca- across the counter and said no, and he just started laughing his ass off. <laughs> I said I had never Ooh. been so close to spiking my controller in about 10 years. Man, forget that. I mean, that game, I was into that game, and it was difficult up until a point. I'd be a boss, and this was Dark Souls 3. I'd be a boss, and then I went to the campfire after the boss. I I went there. I even used some of my souls. I did all that stuff, 
And then I said, I'm tired. I'm going to go sleep, close the game, go on the next day. It didn't save the checkpoint. It didn't save the fire, the bonfire. I had to beat the boss again. And I said, there's no way I'm doing that again. It took me like nine tries. And I said, there's, no, I'm done. And after that, I left a bad taste in my mouth. So I haven't played it since. It says GameStop reports a net loss of over $100 million in the past three months. It's a, GameStop has revealed in its latest earnings report for Q3 of 2021 that it has lost over $100 million in the last three months. As reported by GameStop or uh, GameSpot, the gaming retailer's total revenue for the quarter was $1.297 billion, a significant increase from $1.005 billion during the same time period last year thanks to contributions from new partners Samsung, Visio, LG, Razer, and other tech companies. However, it reported a net loss of approximately 105.4 million compared to 18.8 million in losses last year. GameStop ended the financial period with uh, cash and cash equivalents of 1.413 billion, yet another significant increase from the end of the same period last year. Oddly enough, it also accrued no debt other than the $46.2 million low interest unsecured term loan associated with the French government's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. The gaming retail giant added that the inventory closed at $1.141 billion compared to $861 million last year due to its emphasis on front-loading investments and inventory to meet customer demand and alleviate supply chain issues brought on by the pandemic. The gaming retail uh, also noted the gaming retail giant also noted that it had opened up new offices in Seattle and Boston, two major technology hubs in the United States, to encourage new talent residing in those markets to join the company. The lion's share of GameStop's income in the last quarter came from hardware and accessories, which raked in $669 million, or 51% of its revenue. Meanwhile, software sales uh, comprised $434 million, or 33.5% of its revenue. Despite all the gains GameStop made, $105 million is a huge loss, especially after Reddit investors increased its stocks in a war with Wall Street at the beginning of the year. That is a big loss, and it seemed like they had gains when it came to revenue and everything and stuff like that. Hopefully, that $100 million loss means that they're actually making a step in the right direction, and they're actually investing in themselves, and that would come with a loss. Because seeing improvements across the board on things and seeing a loss that big doesn't make a lot of sense unless they're using that added revenue and stuff that they're getting to reinvest in their company because I know they're trying to go big right now um, into their online platform. Um, you really think they're investing in themselves? That's what it is? Um, well, I do remember, yeah, back in 2019 when I first started investing in stocks, that GameStop was one of my first ones because it was a cheap one, and uh, I actually listened to like their um, their conference meetings with investors and everything and stuff like that. And uh, the new CEO at the time was talking about ideas about investing big into their online platform and everything and stuff like that so they did have plans to do that so actually trying to compete with trying to be there with amazon i imagine 
Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. And uh, so, yeah, with all the gains that they had made as far as sales and everything and stuff like that, plus a huge increase in, uh, in investment money from the stock war back in the beginning part of the year, I could see them, yeah, taking some of that money and trying to reinvest themselves to try to, you know, get themselves ahead in the long run by making improvements to where they, you know, wouldn't be taking as big of a loss as, you know, like they did last year. They still did last year $18 million in losses. To start getting back in the positive, I can see them taking some of that money they gained and reinvesting it into themselves to try to, you know, aim for a profit in, you know, the near future. I wonder I wonder if it's too little too late. Uh, GameStop. Welcome back, Ken. What about GameStop? Or GameStop? Jesus. Nope, there it goes. Oh, they lost a uh, hundred million dollars for it. Yeah, they lost. Man, that's funny because GameStop in our mall, they uh they closed that one down. Oh man, yeah, yeah. They're clo- They're cl- they're mainly going online and they're closing down their stores in smaller markets, or uh, ones that just ain't making as much money as some of their higher end high traffic stores they're closing a lot of them down and investing big into their online platform i mean it's interesting because at at this time like last year or uh at some point last year or something like that there were over there was just shy of six thousand game stops it's like that was necessary back you know when everything wasn't so digital as it is right now, but it's not necessary now. So it actually makes sense to, for them to close down a lot of them small market stores and save that money from operating costs yeah. and reinvesting it in other areas. Yeah, fire all the employees too. That's what's up. Hmm. You got to do what you got to do. There's no sense to keep all, almost 6,000 GameStops open now. That's a shame. <laughs> yeah, they closed down the, the one that we had here in town back in uh april which i can see we're not very big market at all but uh that's oh, best buy should take over best buy yeah i mean best buy does what that's a good point best buy does <laughs> what gamestop does but better because they have their discount membership and they're not skidding on that they're giving you good deals with their stuff so if you want to yeah, buy physical that, copies yeah join that gamers club I forgot how much it is. It ain't that much, but like when I was buying games full price, when they had that discount, I was paying like what, like forty something dollars. And not just that, your game reward points. So you know, it it, it, it pays off. Yeah, they give you good discounts and reward points. <laughs> so basically, Best Buy is the better GameStop right now. If you want to get physical copies, hopefully that doesn't change for people because it, you know, everybody's going digital. Hopefully that won't change for them, but it probably uh, be honest. The creator of the NES and SNES dies at 78. 78? Yeah. I mean, Masayuki Yamura. Yamura. Fuck you, 78. Yu Gi Oh! I can't stand Mas- you. Mas- <laughs> 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 uh, 
uh, creator of the NES and SNES died in 78. This was uh, back on Thursday. Those were some great consoles, though. Yeah, they were. I played the hell out of those back in the day. I mean, in the time, they were fantastic. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about still a great console, just for its time. There's a new Splinter Cell game that's coming, and it says it's reportedly, reportedly open world like Halo Infinite. Oh, my God, that would be so dope. A Splinter Cell game, open world, you could just go, go spy on people and um, all that. I mean, that's basically Ghost Recon, but you're just by yourself. Why do I say in Halo Infinite it's like open world? Is it like certain mission? The campaign yeah, apparently is open world. You could go all over the the Halo. Oh yeah, and Halo Halo Infinite? Yeah, I just played the campaign today and yeah, it's open world and has uh different missions and side it, missions on the after, map that you can try. Is it, is it after the first mission you do? Because Yeah, yeah. Once you once you uh Oh. Once you, yeah, go to the, once you actually land on the planet, that's when it becomes, uh, land on the ring, that's when it becomes open world. <clears throat> okay, I got you. And, yeah, you can, they have, like, a bunch of objectives on the map, capture points and everything. It reminds me a lot of, like, uh, it, remi- it reminds me of, like, an, uh, a Assassin's Creed or, uh, like an Assassin's Creed or Shadow of War, where you got to go to like uh, capture points on the map and it unlocks things, and it unlocks things in the surrounding area that you know shows like objectives or targets and things that become unlocked and like that. It's pretty fucking good. I was actually playing that right before I got I started the podcast with you guys, and I'm probably gonna play it again when I get off. <laughs> Halo. So how are you? <laughs> Dude, I used to play Halo all the fucking time. It was my game from like 2002, 2003 up until 2008. Yeah, and then and 4 and 5 came out and I just didn't have the money for them at the time. And by that point, I had already been out of Halo. And so I played 4 and beat 4... Uh, about six months back, and then I beat five uh, just the day before yesterday, and so I installed Infinite, and it is fucking amazing. I love Halo. Halo's great. We do have to get you in multiplayer, though, if you have some multiplayer fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Big. And that shit launched me doing. <laughs> And, you know, that's probably why the multiplayer... Not there. That's probably why the multiplayer for campaign, why they're taking extra time to polish it. Because that is an open-world Halo is a very ambitious project for, you know, 343 Studios. Yeah, that's probably so why... That's probably right. why that's it was pushed back to make sure that they get playlist. all the kinks worked out, all the bugs, make sure they got it down right before they release it. Yeah, it's one thing if it's Assassin's Creed doing an open world, because they've been doing it so long, like, we already know. Yeah, it's and Halo, yeah, they've never part. done an open world, so this is a pretty ambitious project for the studio. So, yeah. 
pretty pretty big project for them so i imagine that yeah they just want to take their time and make sure they get it right before they release it out because so far playing the campaign whatnot i've put about about two hours into it now two two and a half hours and i have not encountered a single bug it is crisp yeah that's how the multiplayer feels just i wish they had playlist I'm pretty sure you're right. That's why the multiplayer is lacking in a lot of ways. It's because they've been focusing on that open world and making sure the single player experience is where it should be. That's probably why they waited all the way to December. Yeah. And... I mean, they don't even have co-op available until February. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> that's probably crazy. what they're that's probably what they're working on right now is trying to make sure that they got that down. That the connection works. That there ain't going to be no bugs traveling around with two players running around on the open world that's probably what they're working on at the same time if they do have any bugs tackling those out of campaign while also working on their multiplayer because they are bringing uh new game modes to it and also at the same time trying to make sure the two-player co-ops works on you know the open world so they got a lot of projects that they're handling at once so that's probably why they put the push the campaign co-op back to February. Yeah. But so far, it's nice and crisp playing on the campaign. Haven't had any bugs yet. Oh, and also at the same time, I just was scrolling down and saw a headline. It says that 343 Industries confirms it is working on mission replay features for Halo Infinite. So you can go back and replay missions that you enjoy it and just wanted to play again. Yeah, that's, I mean, that should be a feature already. I'm kind of irritated that that wasn't there from the jump, but I mean, it is ambitious, everything they're doing. So I'll give them a break for that. I know a lot of people complain about everything, but it is ambitious for that long. I give them credit. There's games that have a rougher time of it. I mean, look at Battlefield. Battlefield, the single player is not even open world. I don't know how they're struggling with Battlefield 5 because they have so many different studios working on that game. Like, you should be able to get together and you should have everything down pat by the time release comes around. I don't understand how there's still so many bugs. Oh, that, I don't understand that's... how there's so much... That is so breaking bugs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could play the game, but it's just sometimes, like, there's buggy things like I can't change my weapon or I can't change my class. See, and, and I'm surprised they they released it as it was, as game-breaking as the bugs are, and didn't do I'm what not, Microsoft EA. did, and EA. Microsoft pushed it back when they... They released the trailer last year for Halo fans were but they could understandably the pissed. And, and you think EA can't? No. Well, this is why. They want profits. That's their whole thing is profits and margins going up. And they invest a lot of money into advertising the launch of a game. They post everywhere. You see Battlefield everywhere before it came out. They don't want to have to redo that. So they'd rather release a game broken than to reinvest in advertisement. Because advertisement is very expensive. 
It costs millions to advertise the way they advertise. So they don't want to spend that money again. Microsoft doesn't care. That's nothing to them. You know, this is an investment so they could get more subscribers. But for EA, that's not really what it is. They just want to sell copies. So they're not concerned about if the game is broken or not. You know, that I'm looking at through their lens. I'm telling you, this is how they look at it. They want to make money. Yeah. So, you know, if it were up to me, I wouldn't ship a game until it was perfect, you know, immaculate. But, you know, we're not in charge. It's not gamers in charge. It's guys in suits. Yeah. These guys in suits just want to make a profit. So it's rough. Could, oh my god. Could Netflix be getting into gaming? It said in a recent earnings call for Netflix, they let it slip that they might be starting their own gaming service. Tech writer Sam Barker discusses uh, whether or not Netflix could compete on the gaming in, in the gaming industry. And if not, what are some other companies that have a positive outlook in the gaming industry? Netflix getting into gaming, it's... Gaming's been around for too long. Fan bases have already been established, and preferences have already been made. A new company releasing. I think I think they're talking about either promoting games on that platform. They can't be talking about making games, right? That well, it's it says that they might be starting their own gaming service. Gaming service. I imagine they just mean like a launcher, some kind something where a person could download games on netflix maybe play the games on their platform but kind i mean, of like google stadia but just yeah but see better. here's the thing nobody talks about stadia nobody that's because stadia nobody even owns a stadia it, it's be, it, also, well not only is it have i heard terrible things about it but it's also somebody trying it to get into the gaming thing late people already have their their fucking preferred platforms that you they, know what that the worst play. thing about Stadia is? Is that you don't even own the games that you purchase. According to Stadia, what they're saying is, is that you're buying the rights to stream the game on their platform. But you don't own the game. It's not the same as Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. When you buy a game on the store digitally, <coughs> Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, you're buying the game. You have the rights to the game. You have ownership of the game. When you buy a game on Stadia, you don't have ownership of the game. Yeah, what and see, that, that's, that's, right that's pretty shitty, but that, that wasn't the point I was trying to make. It's that it, yeah. when a new company comes out with a way to game, I don't care. The only thing that would make me even consider buying something from uh, uh, a new console or something like that is if... Uh, Sega were to make another console, which is never going to happen. But that is the only time Sega. I would consider. That is the only time I would consider buying a console outside of, you know, a PlayStation, uh, Switch, or an Xbox. It's like those are the those are the three. I don't I don't feel me. like paying attention to a. Four. Call me? What were we talking about? The penis pocket protector was that? It's that not going to happen. <laughs> Are you sure? I feel like it's gonna happen. Oh, not now it's the pocket out that was a wallet. <laughs> hey man, it's a protector, it's a it's a wallet, it's all those things. No, it's not, because it ain't gonna happen. The penis pocket. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. 
You know, I'm quick. Yeah. So I would call the cops on you on there reaching your pants for your wallet. <laughs> as, long as, as long as you don't pull your dick out, you'll be fine. It's not exposure as long as you don't pull your dick out. Trust me, I've done the Why research. All right, well, I think I'm going to go ahead and call this podcast a night because it is approaching 1 a.m. and I don't feel like reading anymore. Oh, the penis pocket? Oh, are you still, penis pocket you still recording? I thought you were done. No. Damn, I could have said a lot more. <laughs> Shit. Shut your goddamn whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what the Grinch you said what's up and uh David <laughs> Jesus <laughs> so this, that was this that's fish this is fish that was David that was Ken Josh had to take off we're gonna go ahead and call it tonight hey catch y'all next week